This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Ghana, Voice of Hope. We welcome you once again to Another session of Family Bliss. My name is Eric Owusu-Bwedi. Today we're going to have an interesting topic. Uh, wrong expectations in marriage. We've been discussing the things that we need to do. We are preparing ourselves for marriage. Today we've gotten to the height. What are the expectations that we enter that marriage relationship with? Now, to do this discussion in the studio, I have Pastor Professor E.B. Amponsa, who is the rector of the Valley View University Kumasi campus and also the church pastor for Edding Church at Asafo in Kumasi and also the church pastor for Edmanu LZA Church. Pastor, Professor, you are welcome. Thank you. Next to him is the district pastor for Asokori East LZA uh, church in Ashanti region in the person of Pastor Charles Achanfo Dia. Pastor, you are welcome. Thank you. I also have our sweetest lady amongst us, uh huh, who is on retirement but looks like an 18 year old girl. That is Mrs. Margaret Edichumwa Auntie. She fellowships with the Kwadaso LZA Church here in Kumase. Auntie Maggie. You are welcome. Thank you. Great. So I welcome all of you to today's session. You. you are looking fresh and sweet. By God's grace. Thank God. Thank God. So, uh, Auntie Maggie, I will start with you today because it is said that uh, women love uh, good things. And uh, when God created Adam and gave him Eve. Adam saw Eve and he was excited. What expectations do we enter marriage with that are not good? But generally, generally, how do we enter marriage? What expectations? When we are in that uh, courtship, as today is being said, we are dating, we are going out, we are courting. Even though there are differences, we've now lumped up everything together as you say, together as one. So what expectations do you go into the relationship with? Like, uh, I will still refer to what Prof said the other time. Okay. If you are not careful, mm. you will think everybody is perfect or the person you have seen mm. is a perfect man or woman. Mm-hmm. But you forget that uh, after sin, there is no one perfect except a person God has made or changed. So basically, everybody contemplating marriage is consciously or unconsciously expecting a perfect man or woman, which is nowhere to be found. So that is a wrong expectation. You yourself are not perfect. Yes. And whoever will come your way 
will not be perfect. Okay. But as we have been discussing on along, mm. it is flexibility, compromise here and there, mm. sacrifices and all that that make the relationship work. Okay. Uh huh. So to decide uh, for a perfect person is a wrong expectation. Okay. Then also, uh, if you perceive uh, the status of your in-laws to be, mm-hmm. they are this, they are that, they have money, they work hard, and automatically my will-be spouse is going to be that is also a wrong expectation. Okay. What he is, he or she is an individual. Mm-hmm. She must have taken the principles from the parents or not. You wouldn't know. That is why the Bible says in Jeremiah that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. Who can know? Mm-hmm. So you, what you see from the family, from uh, the side you are coming from, is may not be the actual picture. Okay. Uh-huh. So you can't... Uh, Expect all that you are wishing from what you perceive from the family or the parents of your uh, will-be spouse. Mm -hmm. And like thinking about as woman, Mm -hmm. thinking about only money (laughs) will also be a wrong expectation. Because money may not last in the family or in the relationship. Mm. And if you decide to go in because of money, and at a point the money is no more, what do you do? So that one too is a a wrong thing to be expected. Getting money from your spouse and a a whole lot of things, I think. Yeah, Yeah. so Pastor uh, Chenfo, let me even ask this too, that generally... You know, we expect that in their married men have some specific roles that they would play. Yes, in Ghana, so, uh, you'd have to be the breadwinner and whatever. I don't know whether things have changed, but whether we still have them in place <laughs> or not. So what are the expectations that we generally we, we, we have? Um, okay. Generally... Um, the expectation of the man and the woman, I would say, should be the same. Okay. When you, the man is always seen as a breadwinner, it could get, get a time to a time that you may lose your job. Mm-hmm. What will happen to the family? Mm-hmm. So, if you want to be loved, as Pastor said last time, that you give the love. And then the love will also come back to you. So if yes, it's reciprocal. So you whatever you want from your your spouse, it means that you should also bring the same thing. Uh-huh. So for now, we don't say man is the breadwinner. We could all be the breadwinner for the family. Uh-huh. So so if you make an attempt to cover up your money by not giving it up, it could even bring serious crisis in the family. Mm. So you give and then I give so that we all move on. And we should also understand that in every marriage, whenever you make an attempt to enter, you are a wife. Mm -hmm. Automatically, you should think like you are a wife, not single again. So you should have that at the back of your mind. But if you think that, oh, I was single at first, 
I can buy this phone. I can buy this phone myself. I can do whatever you like. You can't do it that way. Okay. Because I can choose to decide if I'm single. Mm. I want to buy this phone. But your fa- your ha- your husband or your spouse will tell you that no, for now we have to pay the bills of this and that. So you you, don't, you can't do things on your own. So all these things are those things that you should look at uh, before you enter. So into you don't marriage. act as individuals in that relationship, no, in the marriage never, relationship. Never. You act as couple. Couple. So you. No so you are going I, I, to sacrifice. It, yeah. You you must expect positively mm. that you are going to sacrifice. Okay. Some of your uh, liberties, freedom, yeah, yeah liberties. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you think you are going to have them oh. in marriage fully, so as you decide to enter into a relationship, you must never expect that after marriage you are going to have all your rights and liberties. Oh. You will definitely have to sacrifice some of them. Yeah. So to say, uh, I can have all my money and spend it the way I want, as Pastor was establishing, mm-hmm. and after marriage you still want to do the same way, it's a, a wrong expectation. You definitely know that that can't go uh, well for the relationship. Yeah. So you have to keep that in your mind. Okay. Yeah, Prof. So, what are some of the things that we need to do away with, have a change of mindset? The problem starts with the mindset with which a person entered into the marriage. If you are going into a marriage and you don't have the right um, perception about it, you go there and expect things that you are not even supposed to Mm. expect in the first place. Okay. Um... Let me draw a line between a, a, a marriage that is seen as a contract and a marriage that is a covenant. Marriage seen as a contract mm. and marriage seen as a covenant. Okay. If you ask almost everybody in the mm. world, they will tell you that marriage is a contract. Mm. But the truth is that marriage is not a contract. Yes, it's a covenant between them. It's, it's, a, it's a covenant. Yes. And the difference is this. A contract engages the services of the people. Mm. Only the services. Mm. When you contract me to do something, when I finish it, I go my way, you go your way. But it's not like that for marriage. Marriage, So marriage is not a contract. You are in forever. Yes. (laughs) But a covenant engages the people themselves. Contract engages the services Services. of the people. Mm. But this is why the people Mm. themselves. Mm. Um, Every lawyer will tell you, when you have a contract and it's impossible to complete the contract. The law allows, allows you, you to go to go your way. Yes. Is that we call it what is happening? Technically they call it frustration. Okay. In law, they say frustration mm. or impossibility to complete the contract. But God has not um given us that chance. Earlier on uh, in one of our uh, discussions, we said that the marriage is supposed to be perpetual. Yeah. So long as the two of you live. People sometimes think that Jesus said in Matthew mm. 19 that when the uh, other person fornicates uh, uh, uh-huh, or you, commits you, adultery. That was not a command. Okay. It was not a command Jesus gave. An option? It was an option. Okay. If you like, okay. 
you forgive the person and you continue and all that. So we need to understand all this. So we have to enter into marriage relationships with the right mindset. People have several reasons why they marry. Somebody wants to be there because of money. Somebody wants to be there because of beauty. Somebody wants to be there because of prestige. Somebody wants to be there because of children. Be several, I can give you a list of not less than some unrealistic 20. <laughs> but all those are no reasons why we should marry. And depending upon which one with which you entered into the marriage, the, your expectations will also be wrong. Because when the foundation is wrong, all other things will be wrong. And that's where the problem is. We are marrying because of love and companionship. That's all. Nothing else, nothing more. Giving birth to children should not be a reason why we should get married. Yeah. If you want to give birth to children, why don't you go to Konongo? You get one day, you go to Goko, you get another one, you go to Anjinem. Is it difficult? Yeah. You can For the sake that. of giving birth? Yes. Okay. But I always compare giving birth to children to getting red oil from your Abenkwan. Okay. <laughs> the reason why you prepare the soup was to use it to eat your mankani fufu. Isn't it? Sure. But if by God's grace, the palm not uh, uh, were good, mm-hmm. you get the red oil. Oh, yeah, sure. And then you, you collect it and put it somewhere. Mm. Another time, you use it for something else. Yeah. That's a bonus. Okay. We don't marry because of children. And uh, if you do, that's the reason why some people have problems. Even though after, God has said... Be productive, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but, productive. But in that, other sense, that is bonus. Yes. That was only bonus. Mm-hmm. That Jesus, God was talking about. So you see, some women uh, in their forties and beyond, they don't even want to have sex with their own husbands. They will tell you, "I've already had my children, so why should I worry myself with this?" But the point is, how many times did you sleep with your husband before you gave birth to the four children? Why did you sleep? Didn't you sleep with, with him for only four times? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I hope you got a, yes. the argument I'm making. Yes. So you see, um, instead of thinking about what the other person should do in the marriage, mm-hmm. I think that you should rather Do think of what you are bringing on board. Okay. And if you, as I said earlier on in another uh, session, if you decide to do the right things and with prayer, I'm telling you, the other person will surprise you. Sure. No matter how wicked the person is, if you don't pay the person back with bad things, assuming the person is 100% bad, you are an angel. If you continue to be angelic and continue to pay the person back with good, I'm telling you, you'll see a different person go together. Yeah. you see a different person. So, Pastor Chanfo, uh, if you have a change of mindset, right, then you go in as a perfect person, you get a perfect, it's give and take. What you give is what you also receive. Is that not it? If you give in good, you take in good. If you give in bad, you also receive bad. Great. So, but in all this, what accounts for this wrong 
perceptions, wrong expectations that we 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 enter the marriage uh, with. And what are the causes? It, it, it starts with the preparation. Okay. If you are not well prepared, mm. if you don't know all that we have said here, mm-hmm. it means that you will go into it mm. and those things will begin to pop up mm. one after, after the, the other. other. And it will bring you problems. So you should know. That is why last, um, on our last session, mm. I think we said, um, you need a counselor. Yes. Somebody should take you through what are the do's, what are the don'ts mm. of marriage, mm. what are the red flags, as we have said. And all those things you should know. But if you, yes, you look at it and you say, oh, I know this marriage, this man, oh, he, he loves the wife. My, my, mine is going to be like that. It will never be like that. But there are some things that you have to look at. And as Pastor said, you should be ready to do good to your partner if even the person is not returning the same thing. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You should be ready. You will do it and she will... you not be considered as a court fool? Oh. If you are not foolish, you cannot marry. Okay. Why is people don't marry? In fact, in account, we say, question marry. And it is true. Oh, okay. Because it's like you want to be a Christian, mm-hmm. I want to have your rights. Mm-hmm. For me, there's nothing like rights in, in Christianity okay. and in marriage. Okay. There's nothing like that. Jesus said that when somebody slaps you mm-hmm. on the right cheek, so we need to understand some of these things. If you enter into any marriage and you want to fight for your rights and all that, I'm sorry. That failed. There's no way you have a good marriage. It's not. It's just not possible. Okay. Sacrifice. This food, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But but I must eat it for my wife. Okay. For this, your wife? Yes, I'm eating for her. Oh, okay. Because she cooked it. Yes. I, personally, I have this experience, I and I, <laughs> I I I don't like pepper. Pepper, I don't like it yeah. much in there. And my wife loved it. Yes. She would just add plenty. I had to sacrifice. Sometimes, sometimes you eat, and then, and then the next day you, <laughs> are, day you are running. Yes. But uh, later, she's now not so eating. Uh huh. Mm. But she's now not eating. She's oh, now. Okay. Not, but at first, when she started, I said, "No, no, I don't like it that way." But I later realized that she loves it. Why don't I also I eat it like that? That's how that, that is how maybe she program. was brought up. Uh-huh. So uh huh. That is what uh, is like for her to uh, she, in, yeah. ignorance. Ignorance. Mm. Okay. Like. Uh, a lot of people contemplate marriage mm-hmm. and start looking for partners, mm-hmm. but they are completely ignorant. They about don't. What? They don't know about all these things we are talking, talking about. about. And that's why you are doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, it is because of the way they have been brought up okay. in the home and in the environment. Mm-hmm. Those are the things they see. Uh, people in the community admire husbands who come uh, back to the community mm. with cars and whatever. So that is all she knows and thinks that is the best for her. So as uh, one of our pastors said, we need knowledge. Mm. We need to be knowledgeable when we are contemplating this thing mm. and value the things which are uh, superficial. Yeah. Mm. And the things that are deep and can help us to enter into the covenant and okay. not the contract. Wow. <laughs> um, you see, Great. I'm happy Pastor said it's 
lack of adequate preparation. Yeah. And that is perfect. I mm. agree with you. Okay. In fact, that's where the problem is. Mm. And they are having effects. Earlier, earlier on, in one of our sessions, mm. we said that the person marries more years yeah. than when the person is single. Yeah. And such a journey, you need a lot of training. In fact, if anybody tells you that marriage is not a difficult task, the person doesn't know what he's talking about. And it requires a lot of knowledge, a lot of effort, a lot of maturity, patience, and outside guidance and support. Outside guidance and support. support, Very, very crucial. And that's why it's dangerous for anybody to enter into marriage without the parents' consent and all that. And that's uh, also underscores the fact that everybody needs premarital counseling because yeah. if you're able to go through it, you learn a lot. Okay. Despite your experiences, you learn a, lo- a lot so that surprises that will have come up mm. when the marriage um, has taken place will be eliminated. Right. And uh, because you went to pastor for him to give you the counseling before the marriage, after the marriage, he will make sure. you he will make sure, and you will also feel free okay. to share certain things with him, and then he will help you. So I thank you very much for coming to you for that advice, and now I have that that challenge that I have to end this session. So unfortunately, we are bringing this session to an end. And once again, folks in the studio has been uh, to my immediate left. Uh, Madam Margaret NT with the Quadraswes DA Church. Next to her is Pastor Charles Achanfodria, who is the district pastor for Asokori East in the Ashanti region. And at the far end over there, I have Pastor Professor E.B. Amponsa. We'll meet again next week, God willing. Bye. I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. I hope you are fine as I am over here. You are on Present Truth with Pastor Charles Echamfodia. Shall we pray? Our dear Father in heaven, this is the moment that you are about to speak to us. We want to hear your voice. So Father, kindly speak. For your children are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. The topic for today is wait upon the Lord. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 13. So Hazael said, But what is your servant, a dog, that he should do this gross thing? This is a story that I want us to look at. It is a story about Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria. He was very sick and he wanted to know whether he would recover. So he sent Hazael to go and see prophet Elisha, whether he would be able to recover. He went and asked whether he will recover, his king will recover. Then this is what 
Elisha told him, Go, in verse 10, say to him, You shall certainly recover. However, the Lord has shown me that you will really die. This man heard, and his countenance was in a stare, until he was even ashamed. And the man of God, Elisha, started weeping. As he started weeping, Hazael asked him this question, Why is my Lord weeping? Then he answered, Because I know that the devil that you will do to the children of Israel is just right there. Their stronghold you will set on fire. Their young men you will kill with a sword. And you will dash their children and rip open their women with child. And he, when he heard this, he said, Ah, why are you saying this? But it's your servant, a dog. Why should I do such a gross thing? He said this, that I can't do this. And Elisha told him, you go. You go your way. He went, he told the king, Ben-Hadad. And after telling him, this man couldn't wait upon the Lord. In verse 15 of now, uh, 2 Kings chapter 8. But it happened on the next day that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it over his face so that he died. And Hazael reigned in his place. Sad episode. Many of us are killing because of position. You want to become the king. You want to become president. So you are planning all possible means to kill. You want to become the leader of the group. You want to become the leader of your church, even in a church. And you are trying to, to, to kill, to slander a Christian. Many of us are going our own ways, friend. We are like Hazael. We can't wait upon the Lord for the right time. Many of us, we rush into marriages. We don't wait upon the Lord. Many of us, we rush to get married to, into positions. We don't wait upon the Lord. Friend, this is the hour for you. Maybe you have rushed, but you could reverse it. God says, that you should wait upon him alone. Why don't you wait upon him? Your life will never be the same. He will take you to a far, far, far place. Don't rush, but wait upon him. And your life will never be the same. Don't be like Hazael, but wait upon the Lord. Don't kill. Don't rush. May the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father divine, Many of us, we have rushed and even the consequences are bad in our lives. But we are asking today that, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us all our trespasses as we come to you. Receive us and change us. Make us anew. In Jesus' name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one 
0809-242-849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana Voice of Hope